Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Air It Out Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan the Goose-Gosker, here with you as always. And if we keep a track at home, this is episode 68 already. Still in the offensive lineman category. We'll get that for another eh, roughly 12 episodes here. And uh, I'll take the Kevin Mawai episode, uh, starting center for the Jets and the Titans. A little for the Seahawks as well. Uh, played seven consecutive seasons, not missing a start for the Jets, which has got to be pretty impressive, especially, we know, it's the Jets. And uh, especially for an offensive lineman, which kind of really puts into perspective Joe Thomas's record of 10,000 consecutive snaps, which is just something we may never see again uh, from any offensive lineman. But we've got another action-packed podcast here for you, again, weekly, coming at you, kind of in the middle of the week, getting you ready for all the weekend action while recapping what happened last week. I've got my co-host in the studio, Jolan Bioqua. Jolan, what's up, dog? What's good, my brother? Uh, number 68, we're going to go with uh, Yamir Yeager. Five scoring titles, Hart Trophy winner, five all-star team, or excuse me, seven-time first all-star team, um, first team. Yeah. There you go. Scored Yamir. A goals, played a bunch of games, has more points. Yeah, the inventor of the Yeager shot. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but Yamir Yager, great uh, great player. Played until I think he was uh, late 40s, I believe. Fun fact, George Clooney started Casamigos. That's a 100% real. There you go. Billion dollar company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm and just uh, saying. we've got another guest in the studio. He's been here uh, pretty frequently. He's becoming a frequent guest uh, on the podcast. Eric Moltner. Molt, what's up? What's up, fellas? Happy to be here. I'm going Taylor Decker, number 68 for the Lions. Also offensive tackle. Fun fact, he's 6'7". There you go. Pretty tall. If he's six eight and his number was six eight, that would work out pretty good. But uh, the Lions, obviously, their offensive line and what they're doing out there in Detroit, they got to win some more of these tight ball games. But man, I'll tell you, they're a fun, fun team to watch. And yeah, we'll get into them. Uh, let's re- recap Week Four of last week in the NFL. Let's give you this Thursday game. Obviously, we'll start with the Dolphins and Bengals. Molt Bengals pull this one out. Obviously, Tua. Uh oh, nightmare scenario of what happened. Do you think the Dolphins can win with Teddy Bridgewater? We'll get into the two of things collectively. But do you think um, the Dolphins can win with Teddy Bridgewater? And do you think the Bengals seems legit? Obviously a couple losses early, but they get a win here against a good Dolphins team. What do you make of this? Um, yeah, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a lot like Jacoby Brissett in Cleveland. He'll win you some games. He'll lose you some games you shouldn't lose. I mean, it's Teddy Two Gloves. We all know exactly what he is. He's going to throw for 215 yards, you know, 60% completion percentage. And probably a really bad pick at one point. And the Bengals' offensive line might be worse than last year, and that's incredible to say. But they got Joe Burrow, very good weapons offensively. They'll be they'll be the same team as last year, I think. Rather, if they get hot at the right time, they can be really good. Or Joe Burrow can get sacked 110 times this year. So, Goose, what's your take of this? Yeah, I mean, listen, we know Teddy Two Gloves will probably get a concussion here in four weeks. Uh, the guy just takes nasty hits everywhere he seems to go. It's unfortunate, um, and we'll, obviously we'll talk about concussions. But, yeah, I mean, this Bengal team, they got a win over the Dolphins with two of them missing, you know, 80% of this game, and they beat the Jets. And it's not too much to ride home about. I know the Jets are 500 right now, so don't bring the pitchforks. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the Jets are two quarters away from being on four. And so, you know, the Bengals – they got to find it, and it's really interesting, Jolan. You know I'm a big fan of the uh, Dan Orlovsky breakdowns, and NFL Live had a great like roundtable discussion about the Bengals and the use of the under-center snap as opposed to the shotgun snap, and they talked about how when you're under-center, there's so much more of your offense 
that's available to you, uh, especially in the play-action game. Uh, a lot more you can do, especially in the run game. You can kind of get that more downhill than you necessarily can in the shotgun. And in the shotgun, there's oftentimes the running back's depth will tell you what's going to happen. Is he, you know, is he deeper because they're going to go inside zone, stuff like that. Uh, so the Bengals are still working through some things on offense. But, I mean, they've got weapons everywhere, right? T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and uh, Tyler Boyd. Like, Tyler Boyd's got slept on. Tyler Boyd's a good player. Like, he, he's a good number three receiver. Joe Mixon in the backfield there. You know, I their their offensive line and Molt talked about it is is just downright atrocious. And the the main problem is is one of the problems you can have on the offensive line, which is they don't communicate well. If you can't communicate well with the offensive line, who you're closer to than anybody else on the team, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. So uh, they got to figure it out. A lot of moving pieces there, but they got to get it together. Uh, continuing forward, the Vikings beat the Saints twenty eight twenty five. Goose, we'll start with you. Dalvin Cook twenty carries, only seventy six yards. Do you think this Vikings team can win close games if he's doing a 3.6 efficiency? Well, and I think I, I think they can uh, because it's more about respecting the run game uh, necessarily than popping off all the time. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Dalvin Cook is not a healthy Saquon Barkley who can pop for 200 a game. But I also think, Jolan, like it's not – that Saints defense isn't to be slept on, right? Much of their issues I think is on the offensive side of the ball right now uh, even there, there's some weapons, but uh, Kamara's been out, in and out of the lineup, uh, and Jarvis Landry's yet to make really an impact at all, uh, although we haven't heard too much from Tyron Matthew on the defensive side, but overall, like the same guys are kind of there, uh, Cam Jordan, uh, Marcus Davenport's still there, guys like that, like guys that should be able to solidify that defense, so, you know, as, as bad as the numbers kind of seem, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a shot against the Vikings, uh, I thought it was more of a, uh, a, a praise to the Saints defense, Although clearly they didn't stop them in much other areas of the game, and that game was in London, so nice 9:30 start for everybody on the East Coast, and you know always a blast. The fans there are awesome, by the way. The fans in London are awesome; they have a great time. Uh, the doink, you know what I'm the saying? Doink. They understand the doink better than anybody. The double doink. It's awesome. But Mo, we haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks, and obviously this Saints team was hurting a little bit. Andy Dalton starting, but with all their pieces back, Michael Thomas, Jameis Winston, the whole nine, Alvin Kamara. Do you think this team's legit, or what are your thoughts about the Saints team? Um, yeah, I think they are good. Like Goose said, their defense is they got they got guys on that defense, dogs, as some people would say. They have a bunch dogs. of names, people you know. Offensively, the weirdest thing I've seen. Well, Michael Thompson's got to get healthy again. He missed that game in London. Might have been because of the travel and everything. They didn't want to take him. Hundred percent. Kamara is not catching the football at all. And the main reason I know is I have him in one of my fantasy leagues. He's just not, and I feel like that's what he's at the best. You oh, know? yeah, 100%. Out of the backfield, maybe line up in the slot, get him moving in motion. They're just kind of handing the ball off to him and then throwing other pieces. And I get it, Jameis wants to throw the ball down the field. He's not meant to like check down and dink and dunk. But you got to get the ball in your, the best player in your team's hands. He's the top 10 most electric guys in football, and he's not touching the ball 25 times like he should be. Yeah, and that matchup, like you talked about in the slot, then you start getting linebackers on Kamara, which – we know is a mismatch from Jump Street. He closes yeah. his eyes and run a route that would uh, get him wide open. Yeah, that's a major concern. And obviously, Jameis' health is a major concern. He's got, what, a fractured back or yeah, something? Yeah, four, four discs or something. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Guy's out there. He was playing. Now they got the, well, what do they call him? The red rifle in Andy Dalton, who. He looks know, good in a Saints uniform. Didn't yeah. think he looked good outside of a Bengals <laughs> uniform. He looks good in a Saints uniform. Something about that hair, I think, looks good at every every uniform. Gave Olave a touchdown. I'll take it every time. We move forward to the highest-scoring game of the week. The Seahawks beat the Lions 48-45. Fellas, I'm going to leave this open conversation because this game was a, a 
It was awesome, honestly. Um, Jared Goff and Geno Smith combined for 698 yards, I believe, six touchdowns. It, it was crazy. What do you, what's your takeaway from this game? Are these teams legit, or is this one of those fun house ones? I mean, the bet that Geno Smith and Jared Goff would lead our game of the week. I mean, it, it's what? Ben, bet 10 bucks to win 10 grand? Like, I mean, I, scoring a I, I would have never kind of seen, you know, necessarily those two guys in a shootout, but I guess when you look at the Lions' defense, at least the way it's played so far, uh, I guess you could predict that it was at least going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this this Lions seems fun to watch, especially on offense, maybe not so much on defense. If you love defense, it probably not. I'd probably turn the television to, like, the Simpsons or something uh, when the Lions are playing defense. But when they when they play offense... They're fun to watch. I believe Amon Ross St. Brown didn't even play in this game. Did not. Uh, which is kind of scary. DeAndre Swift didn't play in this game. Nor Jamal did D- Williams. Nor did DJ Chark. Nor did DJ Chark. Uh, by the way, TJ Hawkinson dropped me a 40-piece on my fantasy team, which was awesome. Did. It's about damn time, as Lizzo would say. Rashad um, Penny had a day. Rashad Penny had a day. Jamal Williams was unbelievable. And, and the revitalization of Geno Smith, which... I, I was listening to a talk show talk about it. This kind of is like his first chance to be a starter again uh, after the whole Jet fiasco, and then he got now he got his jaw broken by his teammate. He kind of just went into a backup role for the rest of the time. Forgot about he that. He never really got a second chance to be a starter, which we see a lot of guys get. He's getting his opportunity now, and the Seahawks offense looks a lot like it did with Russ, and they spend a heck of a lot less money, uh, obviously, at the quarterback position now. And Geno seems to be thriving and enjoying it. And Rashad Penny, you mentioned it in that backfield. If he can continue to do that, I mean, Geno's going to have an easy life, I I would imagine. Uh, Yeah, I can't believe what Geno Smith's doing right now. I can't. His numbers, I'm looking at this right now, 23 for 30, 320 yards and two touchdowns. Rashad Penny, 17 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns. DK Metcalf, seven receptions. 149 yards. The efficiency with Rashad Penny is through the roof. It's what crazy what's going yeah. on. And I saw a funny Eight, tweet. I think Dan Orlovsky might have tweeted it. He said if the Lions had a bad defense, they'd be 3-1. and one. Yeah. Like their defense, it, it feels like I'm watching the Raiders sometimes because their defense can't stop anyone. doesn't matter if it's 3rd and 40. You like know the team's converting it. That's how bad their defense is. I mean, is. it took 22 points in the fourth quarter from the Lions to even make it a game. Yeah. yeah it's crazy how bad game. that defense is. And golf looks good, too. I feel like he's not getting enough respect what he's doing this year. He's slinging it. I think he's like second or third in touchdowns this year. He's got a ton of yards. And he's another guy that people kind of thought was the McVay system. He can't win without him. He's like one read and done. And like we said, without his number one receiver so far this year and his starting running back, he still put up 45 points. Yeah, and he's thriving with the pressure off, right? Like, yeah. Like, the pressure in Detroit is different, or lack thereof, is different than that of L.A. I, I, I think he's looked great. He looked good in hard knocks, which, I, as I always tell people every week, go out and watch it. It was, it was a fun time. We're getting up to the Arizona Cardinals here soon, which we all know is they're going to be filming their collapse, which is always you know <laughs> a fun thing to watch. But, um, you know, it, it, Jared, Goff, week. Jared Goff and that team, man, I'll tell you, they, they are – they're fun to watch offensively, but it's Aiden Hutchinson on defense and who else? You know, it's Akuda, Akuda Akuda's look that, been good. He hasn't looked that bad. It's good because he's been really hurt good. every yeah. year since he's been drafted. So Looks really good. We move forward, though, with a game that has a lot of relevance here. The New York Jets take on and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-20. Now, Goose, you had some comments about the Jets. You're not a real big believer in them. What's going on here? No, I mean, listen, their, their first win came on a comeback <laughs> that had not been performed since... 2001 by the Browns, uh, and in this game they were down 10 in the fourth quarter. So 
you know, again, like it's not a shot at the Jets. They are legitimately two half-decent quarters by their opponents away from being 0-4. Um, I don't think the Jets have looked great. I thought Zach Wilson was good this week. I thought it was good to see him back. They are decimated at offensive tackle. They've now lost, I believe, all four starters, right? Uh, uh, Becton's gone, Fant's gone, Dwayne Brown's hurt, and now Max Mitchell's hurt. Which now, if you're Joe Douglas, looking back in hindsight, hindsight 2020, would you have picked a tackle? I mean, you kind of had to. Um, you kind of can't see this. And, you know, we talked about it. They screwed up the diagnosis with Becton. They thought he'd be okay, and he's actually got a fractured knee and is out for the year. I don't know how you screw that up, but uh, that's a different conversation. But, I mean, Joe, listen, they found a way to win a football game that, again, like we said, they sh- probably shouldn't have. Uh, and the Steelers brought in uh, Kenny Two Gloves. Uh, sorry, Teddy. Kenny's probably going to take over that name here uh, in a little while. He threw three picks, uh, but I thought he was... Kenny picked off. I, You know what the weird stat was from that game? Not a single pass of his hit the ground. How weird is that? Every pass that wasn't caught by his receiver was caught by a Jet defender. It never hit the ground. The Jets had really solid defense on one play. He threw it to Claypool. It was like a 50-yard bomb through the air. The ball was really nice. The location was really nice. But the defense was even better, and the Jets came up with it. It's just, just what happens. Yeah, and their, their secondary has been good. Sauce Gardner has been good uh, this year. I want to see teams get a little bit more aggressive going at him. Uh, again, in four years, five years when he's a lockdown corner, then you probably avoid him, but, I mean, the guy is still a rookie. He's going to make rookie mistakes, and I don't think teams should uh, shy away from throwing his way. Uh, obviously, a new regime now in Pittsburgh with uh, Kenny Two Gloves is stepping in for Mitch Trubisky. Now, obviously, with Kenny taking over for the Steelers' mold, do you believe in the Steelers' offense, what they're going to be doing now with Kenny Pickett at the helm? I just want to, on record, too, last time I was here, Kenny Pickett was my offensive rookie of the year pick. There you go. That's very so, true. You we'll, said we'll run that we, tape yeah, what yeah. if I have to do it. So he's already back in there. Um, yeah, I thought he looked pretty good, especially for a guy that got brought in mid-game of his first time playing the NFL. Like, and they were know, getting hosed on offense already. Yeah, really but bad. you're not getting first-team reps during the, during the week. I'm sure he's not game-planned the same way as a starter. Um, so I thought he looked as good as I think he could have looked in that outing. And I think the Jets have some pieces. I thought Zach Wilson like didn't look great again. I don't. It feels like to me every time a quarterback plays the Jets, they look better than Zach Wilson does. Zach Wilson, fantasy wise, I will say has a lot of value. Zach Wilson, the player and like franchise QB that everyone's waited for for four weeks. I agree. I don't think he looked any sort of ready to be the guy yet. Yeah, but I think they have. I think Garrett Wilson's looked good for them. I think Brees Hall hasn't looked bad. Uh, like you said, Sauce Gardner's looked pretty good. So they have some guys that looks like they're pieces that can build towards something. But it all comes down to the quarterback at the end of the day. I mean, it doesn't matter what your roster looks like if you don't have a quarterback. Seems like a lot of games over here that are relevant have bad offense because we move on to the Giants and the Bears. The <laughs> Giants come out on top 20-12. to 12. Goose, let's start with you. Justin Fields looked bad. Giants defense looked awesome. Daniel Jones gets hurt. There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, 2012 was a good year from what I hear. Um, but other than that, this game was atrocious. I mean, this game is a – it is in the running for toilet bowl game of the week. Like, this game was awful. Uh, the Giants scored two rushing touchdowns on, on on just straight rollouts by Daniel Jones under center, fake fake stretch or whatever you want, inside zone, whatever. 
and he just booted out the backside, and there was nobody no home one. for Chicago. Not in the screen, the entire screen. The red zone cut to it, there wasn't a guy there. It there was wasn't just a guy it. there. It was ridiculous. Now, the Giants did go with their retro jerseys. They did retro out MetLife. I thought the jerseys looked cool. Thank God we won. Um, And we won, right? We haven't won in, in a long time in the white retro jerseys. I will say. So to win in the blue retros was pretty cool. The retro blue helmets were probably the coolest thing. They that, are cool. Yeah, they, they, are they, awesome. should, they should keep those. But yeah. uh, Andrew Thomas continues to dominate. He's the highest grade offense, offensive lineman in football period now the rest of the uh the smurfs next to him uh not so much not very good but evan neal played better uh this week i thought and you're right joe and they found a way to win a football game without a quarterback really after the second quarter um tyrod taylor took a nasty helmet to helmet hit uh, i think it looks even worse when you slow it down uh it's one of those situations he's going to be i'm sure out he's got to be in concussion protocol forever uh, or see what feels like forever. Daniel Jones looks like he'll play in the London game this week. I know we're going to preview that in a little bit, but uh, yeah, Saquon Barkley's just been ridiculous, and he's been everything the Giants need him to be, which the most important one, Molt, is healthy. So that's that's been the important part. And Chicago looks awful. Fields looks terrible. His best receiver is Darnell Mooney. Like, I don't really know what you want the guy to do. And his offensive line is is straight garbage. Like, let's be completely honest about and that. And you don't have Montgomery, Khalil Herbert should be back. This right. thing's going Kirk, on. Kirk Herbstreet is his running back? Is that what I heard? <laughs> or Justin Herbert's brother or something like that? Well, we haven't talked in a couple of weeks, like I said before. What's your expectations versus reality on this Giants team? What did you expect coming in now that they're 3-1? Has it really changed with the record? I mean, no one's expected 3-1. I saw Goose in the Popton parking lot, high school parking lot, after 1-0, and and I said, I think 4-0 is coming. A couple of coaches, like, hey, what's going on here? I was like, 4-0 could happen. Um, But, no, I still think the Giants are very good. Uh, You have no receivers playing at all. I saw a list of receivers playing. I haven't heard. I mean, I didn't even realize that Darius Slayton's been a healthy scratch the first four weeks. We got guys like David Sills. We got yeah, guys who like is that? James making yeah, plays. Who is that? David, like, David Sills is a former quarterback from West Virginia, but <laughs> turned wide receiver. But only the deepest, darkest fans would know. Yeah, so uh, that obviously is scary to begin with. Um, but the Giants, they're kind of like the Jets. Like They have pieces. Like you said, the, the tackle looks pretty good. They don't They don't look bad as a, a unit. I think the Bears are terrible, and their whole game plan is terrible. Justin Fields is on pace to have the least amount of completions in NFL history. The ha- the idea has to be here now. Let's tank and get draft a quarterback. It shouldn't be. Why? Scheme. Half the time, the offense is, or the offensive coordinator rather is supposed to scheme wide receivers open based on the assets they have. If your quarterback can only throw short, fast. Do short, fast routes. Can he even throw? He doesn't throw. He doesn't throw the football. I understand that. But the same token, the scheme has to play a factor before you just ditch this guy you spent your 12th pick on. You you also have to have assets that can get open. I understand that. That's a problem. If you don't have guys that can separate. I'm not telling Stock on Fields Jazz. I'm not saying he's, like, terrible. But there has to be a reason he's not dropping back 30 times a game. Like, it has to be, like, he has to be showing them something that he can't do it. And if I'm the Bears... Have him do that and show everyone. Be like, listen, this is why we're not doing it because he can't do it. But against Green Bay, he I think he threw the ball eleven times. What is that? What is Mac 11, Jones status? Like eleven passes. If I I mean I'm not the biggest X's and O's guy, but if I'm at halftime and I'm like, hey boys, they've only thrown six passes. I'm stacking <laughs> ten in the box and being like, well, I'll leave a receiver open, just throw the ball out there. Like, it makes no sense to me. Eleven passes. I 100% understand what you're saying, but like at a certain point. There has to be somebody in the NFL that can replace him. Why wouldn't they bring him in if he's not that guy? 
Like, if he's truly not that guy, you you got guys like Cooper Rusher winning football games. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about Yeah, Cooper I mean, Rush. the Cowboys roster is a little bit better than the Bears <laughs> roster. The and, Bears are not good. And the other issue, Joel, on is we can't really get a good read on the Giants' defense, right? They, they've played they played Dallas. They look atrocious. Leonard Williams is still out. Dexter Lawrence looks like a uh, man amongst boys, but the Chicago offensive line may just be boys. Like, we, you know, <laughs> we, we're not 100% sure. Uh, but we can't get a good read on this Giants' Wink Martindale Blitz Creek uh, defense. They may bring back Landon Collins. To, saw that this week. He did visit with the team. Yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows? More weapons for that defense. And Moltz, right? The receiving, it, us three are going to probably get a phone call to go to London this week OBJ on play wide receiver. OBJ yeah, I would bring OBJ back. I mean, at this point, and Darius Slayton, Darius Slayton gets in on Sunday, and it's finally, it's like his time to shine. So I've been bad. getting ear to ear friends like, why, why isn't Darius Slayton playing, bro? And the guy he gets interfered with, but not like not like tackled interfered, just like swiped across the jersey. They throw the flag. Guy's still wide open, drops a pass. He drops another ball. Kenny Galladay's about as useful as well, this microphone's more useful than Kenny Galladay. Maybe like the headsets or something. Uh he's out with a sprained MCL this week, so Does uh, he not- see week ten on the Giants? No, he's gone by week six to the Bills. Like I would, I said, I would going to the Bills. No, trade for that guy. I would cano him. I would cano him. I would cut <laughs> yeah. him and say, I'm going to pay you a lot of money to not play for us anymore. I mean, that's, that's where I would go. That is what it is. We move forward to the Titans beating the Colts 24 17. Fellas, what's your takeaway from this game? There's not much going on. Derrick Henry's heating up. That's yeah, Derrick Henry got going. Yeah, and that's a pretty scary thing because I see him in fantasy this week. Uh, so I'm relatively concerned there. But uh, this game, uh, the Colts just cannot. Matt Ryan's find ways washed. to win. They can't find ways to win, and it's a problem. So a week after being upset by the Jaguars, the Chargers went out and beat the Texans, but not convincingly. Mo, this is an AFC West team, so we'll stick with you right now. Are you afraid of this Chargers team, and do they offer anything that says they're Super Bowl contenders, or what's going on? The Chargers, all four weeks, have they should be 4-0 right now. They have they almost blew week one of the Raiders. They were up on the Chiefs. I forget who week three was. Uh, but then they almost blew this game, too. I don't know. Jacksonville last week, I believe. Jacksonville. That was a ball game, right? Jacksonville won. That's right. They lost. They pretty good, yeah. That's right. They got blown out. Yeah. So, I don't know I don't know if it's the they're not getting the guys up and they are at halftime. They start to lose the juice, what it is. But the team is very good. Herbert's very good. He's playing fine. Eckler finally started getting going. Um, yeah, I'm still scared of them. They're very good. But they're the Chargers. They always lose big games. That's the one spot you're looking at, right, is Austin Eckler kind of got going there. I know, fit, you know the fantasy gods are looking down upon uh, and he finally got three touchdowns. It's scoring 20 last year, which is ridiculous, Yeah. by the way. Uh, he gets three in this game against – and he's got to be the guy, right, with uh, Rayshon Slater out at left tackle. It's probably going to be a lot more dump downs, check downs, and screen passes and stuff like that. Uh, he's got to be excellent if this team wants any chance to go try and win an AFC title yeah. or compete for a playoff spot. And Keenan Allen's still out. Yeah, got to get him back too. So your upset of the week is the next game. The Falcons had beaten the Browns 23-20, but they lose Cordell Patterson. So it doesn't feel like a a true win here. What's your takeaway from this game? Yeah, how we feeling, dog pound? Um, Listen, I said I wish that franchise would lose every game by 150 for the next uh, century. Uh, And, well, they didn't lose by 100, and they didn't lose by 150. But they did lose this game, and uh, listen, they did just enough. And that Falcons team, if they get a quarterback in there, I mean – Kyle Pitts, I, I like Drake London, Cordell Patterson, obviously, when he gets healthy. Um, I kind of like their weapons a little bit. And, you know, again, they play hard in that dome. It's, you know, it can get loud in there. The Chick-fil-A is closed, unfortunately, but, like, everything else is open. You forgot they're a year away from Calvin Ridley returning. They are. <laughs> if he returns. If you get a yeah. quarterback, that's true. P. Rose, maybe. 
But no, if you get they're a not going to Pete Rose him. But if you get a quarterback much. though, Calvin Ridley returns. All of a sudden, that looks looks a lot different. Didn't they have trade rumors before the suspension though? After he about had... Calvin Ridley, I believe so. But that was maybe that was a thing with Matty Ice. Yeah, but they were uh, kind of blowing up shit, the whole thing right there. So if you're not going to take on big contracts and salaries like that, but now it's like a free yeah. draft pick. No, I agree. They should take it back. That'd yeah. be a scary. I mean, Kyle Pitts, unless he's not as good as everyone thinks he is, because again. The, there's it gets to a point where you are who you are, and he's just just me. All last year, he scored one touchdown. Last year, through four weeks, he's not getting the ball. He's not right. a tight end. He's not a blocker. He's been blocking. I think it's what seventy percent of the snaps on the field. He's been set up to block. Yeah, I mean that's just not what you want. That's I mean, not how you use him. Yeah, that's not how the Giants use Devin Ingram. Chair has that guy been stunk. Better over the last week or so, but uh, early season, yeah, he's just not the guy you've expected uh, a pick over Jamar Chase to be. He's yeah, a top five tight end. Let's be real. And like, I mean, then they they drafted uh, Rattler or. Uh, Riddler. No, yeah, Desmond, Desmond Ritter. Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Ritter, Ritter yeah, 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 yeah. But Rattler, that guy's like 25 Classic. with a kid already. Like, <laughs> you know, he's only got such a ceiling, too. Marcus Mariota, Raider legend now, so I'm not surprised <laughs> they're winning football games. In an Oregon legend. Quack, quack. <laughs> we there move forward to the Cowboys beating the Commanders 25-10. to 10. Fellas, what's our takeaway from this? Is Cooper Rush the real deal? Or is this a team just kind of waiting for Dak to get back and the defense has been carrying them? Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are good. The Commanders are not. Carson Wentz still stinks, and uh, that's all. That, that's all, folks. Yeah, the Commanders are really. I thought the Commanders could be sneaky good this year. They're not good. They are not good. <laughs> What's good with Chase Young? Is he ever coming back? So he came off of what an ACL tear last year. I forgot. I he had some major injury. Lose the pop. Forget. I don't even know if he's been playing recently. No, he he was out because they were mad at him. They thought he re-injured it at like a camp or something in the off season. Sometimes you just lose the pop, man. It's just, yeah, it's so it they're is. bad. And then, but uh, their running back might come back this week. Yeah, the guy that got Brian shot. Robinson. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be kind of cool. Bless, man. Yeah, that's, that's an cool. awesome story that's in cool. itself. Obviously, not what happened to him, but his recovery and. Him coming back and all that stuff. So and what's his face with the Cowboys is the best DN in football right now. Michael, Michael Parsons, Parsons, yeah, yeah. Watt injured. He's the best. He's DN. really I'd, good. I'd like to differ. I think Demarcus Lawrence has been more valuable to that defense as a whole. I mean, obviously with Parsons there, you force a double, you force a triple. Yeah. But like, if Demarcus Lawrence isn't doing his job, the double team on Parsons doesn't look like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The double team on Parsons does its job, then everyone gets shut down. Well, yeah. I like what they did to the Giants, and I think they'll probably use it in more big game scenarios. And again. Meaning what the, do you Gi- mean? the Giants' offensive line is about as good as the Parkland High School's offensive line, uh, but they moved the Marcus Lawrence to play inside a tackle and it Parsons on the same side. Now they picked on the rookie, uh, so you know again that's you, you got to see how it kind of works there. But uh, they got home with those two guys on that side because you can't double both of them yep. on that side, and you can always blitz another guy off the other side. So the numbers literally will never match up. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's. It's scary what they can do on the defensive side of the ball, and it allows a guy like Trayvon Diggs to play as aggressive as he does. I hate it, like you I know, it's, it. it's a pain in the you know what. And I think the guy gets you know last year he had half of his interceptions off of tip passes and stuff like that. But he's allowed to play so aggressive because they're getting home, uh, and that's what we've talked about all year, Joe. On is and that's the Giants' hope because their corners stink. That's the way Martindale playing. Right. Like, Adoree Jackson's been good, but then it's you, me, and Dupree on the other side. So, you know, you have to get home. Otherwise, you're gonna get, your corners are going to get picked apart. So, I think Dallas' defense has been exceptional here early on. We'll move forward to the Doug Peterson reunion game. The Jacksonville Jaguars oh went on to take Philadelphia Eagles. They ended up losing 29-21. to Eagles 4-0, the only undefeated team left in football. What's our takeaway here from the Eagles? What's our takeaway here from Jacksonville? Trevor Lawrence. They led this game for a while. I oh, know yeah. that. For And, again, the, we found out that the only thing that could stop Jalen Hurts, apparently, is the rain. 
Uh, so that's good in case the Giants ever need to employ, deploy that uh, later. Stop before about a quarter. <laughs> right. We can start the rain from the top of MetLife Stadium. We've figured it out. Um, but uh, listen, man, I'm just impressed with how, how competitive Jacksonville has been uh, early on this year. And I know they got a good game coming up this weekend uh, that we'll talk about. And, you know, again, like this is a team that plays in a really just kind of mad division. And. Anybody can go out and win it, and they've they've shown to be the most competitive team in that division. Obviously, with the win over the Chargers and the eight point loss to the Eagles, respect. I mean, yeah, they're two and two. Does this team surprise you in Jacksonville? And on the flip side of the coin, are the Eagles who you expected them to be? Uh, yeah, I think Jacksonville's they're they're taking that march in the right direction. This isn't the year they're going to do it. Maybe not next year, but another jump. But, you know, maybe in two years they could be legit forces. And yeah, they have. Good, good numbers on papers. Like I said, beat the Chargers. They were in that game with the Eagles. I think the Eagles are frauds, personally. I think they're good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think that everything has gone right for the Eagles so far this year. They've had minimal issues. They've ran the ball really well. They've never done I mean, I guess if Miles Sanders could continue to do what he's doing, they'll be very good. But he's never done that in his whole career. He's never been putting up the numbers he's putting up. A.J. Brown looks good. I don't know. I'm not a huge Jalen Hurts believer. Like I, he's, he's not bad. I just don't. I think he's throwing the ball. If he throws the ball as accurately as he's as he's currently throwing it, I'll buy in. If he could do it for the next six weeks, I mean, week ten, I'll buy in. But I'm still not sold on how accurate he is as a thrower. We move on to the AFC, where the Bills come back and beat the Ravens 23-20. Now, obviously, Ravens were up. I think they led by 17 at one point. But the Bills look a bit more mortal here. Do you think the Ravens leading by that much? takes down the Bills' Super Bowl outlook just a notch? Or does the Ravens have a bad defensive problem? They need to fi- learn how to finish games. I think they got to learn how to finish games. Again, weather was a factor in this game too, uh, which is always, you know, you're on the East Coast. The rain's always a threat. Uh, but this game, I mean, listen, I thought John Harbaugh should have kicked the field goal uh, instead of going for the touchdown. You know, because again, if, if you're going to sit there and you're going to say, well, our defense is going to give up points, I'd rather have points on the board so that in the case that you give up points – and it's a field goal, like it ended up being. You then tie the game and go to overtime at home, which you'll take any day of the week. Do you think that was a coaching decision based off of intensity and you wanting to win the game? Or is it kind of like a scared move because you don't know if your defense can hold? No, it's going to come out of that arrogant thing that they have where he's probably like, oh, I went up to Lamar and asked him if he wanted to go on fourth down. And, you know, he said yes because he's a big player and they make big, big plays in big spots, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, that is a real quote. That is a true quote. But the fact is, is the head coach got to make that decision. Uh, and, yeah, I th- listen, I thought they were scared of their defense. But, again, if you're scared of your defense and you put the points on the board, then you at least have something to fall back on. And at worst, or at, at best, you go to the game in overtime at home, which football 101, you'll take any day of the week. If they score a touchdown in that scenario, yeah, it's, the, it, it, it's obviously on their defense. But I thought their defense could have held them to – uh, to just a field goal and tie it. Well, what do you think? Does the Bills' tight win now open the AFC just a bit more for you? Or what's going on here? Uh, I don't because I think the Ravens were a top three or four team in the AFC anyway, so it's kind of, I don't think anyone thought this game would be that big of a blowout. Harborough did say, which I I don't I, – his reasoning I liked, but I still disagree with it. His whole point was if you kick a field goal, the Bills can go for it on fourth down the whole way, and you're giving Josh Allen four attempts instead of three um, to do it. But I, I still disagree with it because, again, the bill you saw the Bills, they, they stalled out with the last minute 10 at the goal line. They would have scored one up four, and then you're giving Lamar the ball back with a minute left and having him get a chance at it. 
like the the Chief game, the Chief Bills game, what last year when they was playing back and yeah, forth for game, yep. yeah every thirty seconds it was scored. Yes, you could have done that. Um, and granted, I think if Harbaugh knew a pick was coming, the whole thing would have been off because this whole idea was ninety eight yards. But I completely disagree with it as well. Like it, you're tied. You always take the lead when you can take the lead, like right? Isn't that how you play anything competitive? Like if Correct. you can get the advantage with minimal time left, you get the advantage with minimal time left. Yep. And Lamar missed why he missed Devin Duvernay in the corner of the end zone. When he threw that ball, it was obviously severely late. If you watch uh what is it, the all twenty two view or whatever it's called, even if you just go on uh Johnny two nine four's Twitter account, you could see Lamar missed him. Yeah. He, he he missed him. He I think he rolled out too much. I think he had room to step up in the pocket. Uh, and if he sees Devin Duvernay in, in in the top right corner of the end zone, I mean they score seven, and then it's you know then it's anybody's game at that point. The decision's moot, obviously. Uh, there would be no decision. So uh, all, all around, just a bad situation for Baltimore. But that defense, it's got to get fixed. Yeah. That, that, there's an issue there. Uh, they've been a part of two, I believe, two of the five games where seventeen point comebacks have been completed oh, Lord. Uh, this year. That's not. Not yeah. good. That's forty percent, I think. Not so, good at all. Good. We move forward to a team that's done a couple fourth quarter comebacks themselves. The Arizona Cardinals beat the Panthers twenty six sixteen. Cardinals with another slow start, obviously scoring most of their points in the fourth quarter. What's your takeaway from this? Is Matt Rule on the hot seat here? Is Baker Mayfield one year away from never starting again? What's going on? Here? Matt Rule doesn't have a chair. It's on fire. Like it's literally burning down. He doesn't have a chair to sit in. The fact I was someone I saw like I saw on Twitter. That he should just get out of there and get a coaching job in college because there's so many are going to open up. There's no way this guy comes back. There. There's no like no chance. Honestly, I could see him going to Oklahoma when they move to the SEC. Anywhere yeah, there, Texas. That's probably like we were talking about. They're going to need to coach. Like, he can go somewhere because he was very good in college and he recruits recruiter. well. Great recruiter. But I mean, same thing with Kamar. This week, CMC finally started catching passes, and I get they didn't want to get him hurt, so you don't want to give him a ton of touches. But when you're bad, you got to get the best player of the football. This year, this week, he caught nine passes. But before that, he had like two catches, I think, the first couple weeks. And he made things happen with those. Yeah. Get, you got to get the best. When you're not good, get your best guy the ball. Like, that's it's that simple. Uh, no, the, the yeah, rule's gone. Like, it's <laughs> terrible. It's so bad. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he could go to Wisconsin. We talked about yeah. They just had an opening. Uh, listen, Matt Rule's gone. Baker Mayfield's not a year away from potentially not being in the NFL. He's about three more games away. You think Sam Donald's uh, on his tail like that? I don't really care who is on. You know, I'll put Matt Corral, who had ceasing-ending foot surgery. I'll put him out there in a walking boot uh, before I continue to trot Baker Mayfield out there. Just not good. And the Cardinals, I mean, much like Moltz said with the Eagles, I think the Cardinals are massive frauds. Yeah. Um, but again, relax fraud. here. Marquise Brown's on my team. Kyler Murray's my quarterback. Thanks, pal. Uh, and they get DeAndre Hopkins back, <laughs> I believe, here in two weeks or so. Uh, regardless, I, I just, maybe maybe frauds is too much because being a fraud comes with expectations. And I didn't expect too much out of this team to begin with. But uh, still. Three weeks, trade Murray away. Yeah, they are the worst first <laughs> half team in football, too. And that's Cardinals. they're going to get buried in the first, like, by good football teams. Like Carolina, we never rave about their offense. Their defense, I think. Uh, has been pretty solid. I think they've got a chance to be good. Do the Cardinals' slow start scare you, though? Is this something you it have does. to fix immediately? Well, yeah. think about it, John. Your first 15 plays are scripted, for God's sake. Very true. They're scripted. Yeah. They, you are literally watching the film saying, these are the best 15 plays that we can run. Is that a cliff thing? Of course it's a cliff thing. So he's and on the hot seat down and, too. And Kyler's got to get off of Modern Warfare 2. I'm sorry. Somebody had to say it. It's it. He's got to stop playing the video games, get in with Cliff and say, hey, coach, like we're looking at the same thing here. I like this play to start the game. I like this play early on because that's the thing, John. First 15 plays, 
you're just looking at formations because all the plays are scripted, so you already know what's coming, and they they still can't be effective. That's a problem. That's a massive problem. And I don't think DeAndre uh, I think DeAndre Hopkins fixes that problem. We move forward to one of the saddest games of the week, but for Molt, it's the happiest. The Broncos lose Javante Williams, and I lose Javante Williams. The Raiders beat the Broncos and embarrass the Broncos 32-23 as the Broncos lose their star running back, Javante Williams. Don't call him a star, please. He was going to be. He was going to be. He could have been a contender. Well, what's your takeaway here from your Raiders finally getting a W? What's your outlook on the rest of the season? What's your thoughts on the first three weeks that they performed as well? Uh, they lost all three games by one possession. All three games, Derek Carr had the ball with a game-winning or game-tying drive to happen. I expected wins in all three, and we didn't win them. Uh, that's not very Derek Carr-like the first three weeks. The best part of the first three weeks was our probably our worst part was Derek Carr, and I'm full confidence he'll get better. I knew we were going to beat the Broncos. The Broncos are really bad. I don't. If anyone's watched the Broncos this year, they're not good. They're not fun to watch. They're boring. Russell Wilson's there for seven more years. He's not good at football anymore. Or he's not bad, but like he does not look like Russell Wilson. And I don't think we're going to beat the Chiefs this week. We'll talk about it, I'm sure. But if we beat the Chiefs this week, oh, am I all, I'm all the way back in on the Super Bowl. I'm all the way back in on the Super Bowl. It's crazy, too, because the AFC West it's wide still, open. Still up for grabs. Yeah, yeah, the Chargers lose a big one. The Chiefs look awful some games. Some games they look like they're ready for a Super Bowl tomorrow. It's it's still all over if, the place. If we beat the Chiefs, we're a game out of first. And, yeah, and the Broncos, obviously, are just they're not hitting expectations at yeah. least. But, Goose, you were talking about that execution last week, and I was going at Nathaniel Hackett and his poor play calling. All of a sudden now, it looks like an execution problem, and you seem to be right here. What's Russ's deal, and he, is he ever going to get back to old Russ? Yeah, Mo, you believe this? This guy had a picture of Nathaniel Hackett at Thatcher's throwing the darts at the board. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, again. It's not true, but no, I would, no, I it's would not true. Yeah, no, it's yeah. not true. Thanks for playing that one up, Joe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing do. games. But no, listen, Joe, I like the, the end of game stuff, the clock management, that stuff all falls on the coach. Now, at a certain point, the the offense is kind of split. I think it's 50-50. It goes coaching and it goes execution. Russell Wilson has looked atrocious. He should probably go back to like the fake huddles that he was doing, <laughs> like when he imagined people out there, because he was much better then uh, than he is right now. They are not fun. Their offense is not creative. Now the creativeness is the coaching staff, right? There are certain plays that Russ just he just can't execute right now. He's not using his legs the way he used to. And again, maybe he's older. Maybe he's uh, hope uh, not. They have seven more years of him. Maybe he's divvied up. You know, now he's with Ciara and, and and all the all the road tripping that they're doing and stuff all like the subway that. Subway commercials where he looks like a serial killer. Yeah. That guy's weird. Sure, um, <laughs> yeah. maybe it's that. But again, like at, at a certain point, like I, I, Nathaniel Hackett was brought in here because the Broncos thought they were going to get Aaron Rodgers, and they fell short of that. Russell Wilson is not even remotely close uh, to to the quarterback that Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't had a great start to the year. We'll obviously talk about that, uh, but. You know, Nathaniel Hackett not cutting it right now and not hacking it right now, full pun intended. Uh, and Russell Wilson not doing his job either, Jolan. So I think it's a good 50-50 split. The worst part is those are the keys to your franchise. You're coaching your star quarterback. Good so. time for you to mention Rodgers because we move on to the Packers and the Rogers. Patriots. The Packers defeat the Patriots 27-24. The story here is that Bailey Zapp gets a start. Yeah, People are calling him the next Tom Brady based Great. on circumstance and what has gone on Great. in New England right now. But you alluded to it. Rodgers even himself said that they can't win. They can't keep winning football games like this. What's that mean? Are you buying into what the Packers are delivering right now? 
Are you guys buying into what they're doing defensively? What's going on in the pack? And then what's going on with the Patriots without Mac? This guy's so full of you-know-what. Yeah, they can't keep winning with their star quarterback going 4 for 11 for 44 yards in the first half. I feel How about like that? he's passing blame. How about I that? Agree. I want an investigation into what he took at halftime because we know he's on some <laughs> different things that you know we're not fully confident in. Uh, Bailey Zappi, <laughs> he, get, he gets his first passing touchdown on a play that was a delay game for about three and a half seconds. A long time. Uh, which was absurd. He looked good, 10 to 15, 99 yards. Yeah, he looked fine. He looked confident. And, again, like, this is, this is the brand of football. This is why, like, people get mad because they uh, – supposedly people talk smack about Mac Jones. But this is New England. You just have to not screw it up. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be in situations because of coaching – now, their offensive coaching staff being Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, I don't really know how that engine is working. Uh, but they it's seem not. to... They, they run, left McDaniel's playbook. <laughs> they, they run the football well. Take it. They run, the, <laughs> they run the football well. And they set up their quarterback to just have to make a few throws a game. And Bailey Zappi made it. And, you know, again, I'm not going to sit here and proclaim him the next Tom Brady. I don't think we're going to see another next Tom Brady, at least for a long, long time. So, uh, yeah, but I, I, I was impressed by the Patriots even getting that game to overtime. Yeah, uh, yeah, Zappy. Same thing. I'm gonna. I said about uh, Kenny Pickett. You know, and he was the third string running uh, quarterback all year. So he's yep. he's probably getting minimal reps in practice. He's definitely not getting a game plan the first three weeks. Probably got one this week because he was the backup because Mac was hurt. Definitely getting a Hoyer salary next year, and Hoyer is going to be on the market. Yeah, the journeyman. But um, he, yeah, he looked as good. Once again, as good as he could have looked, he did. And the Packers, it couldn't be more obvious that they have no one to throw the, the football to. There's times that Rodgers makes throws that aren't bad, that guys are dropping, or like they're no one's getting open. They're they're in trouble. They're in a lot of trouble. We move forward to the Chiefs taking on the Buccaneers and beating the Buccaneers by a ten point margin, forty one thirty one. It should have been the game of the week. A lot of missing pieces, it seemed. What's going on here with the Buccaneers? Leonard Fournette's kind of limping, but has still had a touchdown this game. Is this the Buccaneers we thought they would be, or? Is this a team that's on the downside? Listen, the Tampa defense was not as good as nine points per game. They weren't. I don't think they're as bad as forty-one points per game. Uh, they'll settle somewhere in the middle. There's a lot of talent on that defense, uh, but in terms of that offense, I think you looked at it and you go, "This is just kind of the way it's got to be." Chris Godwin's hurt a lot, uh, especially the last few years. So I would not be relying on him. And Tom went to Mike Evans a lot on Sunday night, and I think. You're going to have to see that. That guy's a thousand yard machine. He's a walking thousand. Like, it's the easiest bet in football right now. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think this is what we're going to have to see. It's, there's a lot to the Tampa offense that's going to be earned. And, Jolan, it's much like in basketball. You really don't go through, you, you as players don't want to go through games where every single shot is as contested and as hard to make as possible. Sometimes you need just that breakaway layup. Or a couple free throws here and there to get it going, and then back to football in Tampa. There's they just don't seem to have that. Everything's contested. Everything's highly, you know, uh, highly pressured, and, and and it's you know again, I don't, I don't know, but they're in the but they're in the NFC, which is the weaker of the two conferences, and they don't play in a division that's all that great, right? They've got Carolina, they've got Atlanta, and they've got New Orleans, who kind of can't seem to get it. So they may just waltz their way into the post not not waltz but they could sleepwalk their way kind of into the playoffs here big reason why tom came back what's your takeaway from this chiefs team putting up 41 on a good buccaneers team and then on the flip side what are your thoughts on the bucks the chiefs scoring that easily like they did is very scary 
Because I think the Bucks defense has been good all year. They're supposed to be good. You got that for 10 more years, man. Patrick Williams. Uh, that's 15 more years. It's <laughs> until I die, probably, is how it's going to work. But um, they looked, the Chiefs looked really good offensively. And I don't, I agree. The Tampa off, offense looks like pulling teeth, and I don't understand why. I get the receivers are hurt, but it's Tom Brady's got to have run close to the same offense his entire career. He In the, in the Patriots, he was doing it with Wes Welker. I yeah. mean, granted, Wes yeah. Welker's a good football player, but probably wouldn't be if, I mean, he's Scotty Miller on the, on the same team right, right now. It's like the, <laughs> the same slot, shifty guy. Uh, but, I, yeah, they look terrible offensively. And if you look at Brady's numbers, they weren't bad no. at the end of it all. I mean, look, granted, that Leonard Fournette touchdown at the end was like a joke touchdown. It didn't matter. Right. But, uh, you know, the Chiefs, the, that was a statement game. I thought for the Chiefs more than it was a bad game for the Bucks. I mean, but... It was kind of one of those things when the Bucks fumbled that opening kickoff. You're like, uh oh, this isn't good. And they scored six seconds later, and I was playing Kelsey and Fantasy, and the, my game ended seven seconds into Monday Night Football. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, you said that. And Mahomes, that, that stop pass at the end, that yeah. just does things that other people aren't can't willing do to do and can't think of doing while they're in the moment. Yeah. It's video Crazy. game-esque, and I guarantee by next Madden they have some sort of like break-the-pocket sack type of system <laughs> where you could do a little spin real quick because yeah. that's exactly what they do, which is bait off people's play style. Yeah. But we continue. I digress. The 49ers <laughs> and Rams take each other on Monday Night Football, and Kyle Shanahan has the number of McVay, and it gets larger. The, Ra- or the Rams lose 9-24 to to the 49ers. 49ers look great again. Obviously, Jimmy G just doing it, doing enough. George Kittle's not a, as big of a factor anymore. Debo Samuel does his thing. Cooper Cup does his thing. Matthew Stafford does not. A lot to unpack here. Yeah, well, when Cooper Cup does his thing, Goose is a happy man. Uh, George Kittle is basically he's basically uh, their left tackle. And I know we got to get going here. Um, I'll just say this: Kyle Shanahan psychologically, just in the, at least in the regular season. Own Sean McVay. Now, the one win that McVay has is when the game matters the most, and it's the NFC Championship game. So you'll take that any day of the week and twice on Sunday. But at least in the regular season, Kyle Shanahan and the schemes they come up with, that defense, that defense I think is a lot better than than people gave it credit for to start the year. Um, They're going to have to rely on that that defense and their unique run game, I'll call it, uh, because there's not too many words for it. Yeah, I'll be quick. The Rams cap space cannot handle Stafford not playing out his contract. Like he, that, What he's doing right now is scary. He looks terrible. I don't know if it's a tendonitis is still there or what, but they owe him a lot of money. They have zero cap forever. They have no picks. Stafford can't look this bad for the whole year. That that franchise is in... They're, they're approaching falling off a cliff, cliff like territory if he's bad. Yep. That officially closes week five, or week four, excuse me. We move on to week five now with the overs and unders and the spreads. We have the Colts taking on the Denver Broncos this Thursday in Denver. Colts are favored to win by three and a half. The over-under is 42 and a half. What are we thinking here? Uh, I'm going to take the Broncos here uh, and a little bit of shock. Jonathan Taylor is not playing in this game. Neither is Shaquille Leonard. Uh, that's in part why I'll take the Broncos in the Mile High City. Uh, it's... You know, again, it's the third time we're seeing the Broncos on national television, uh, which is a problem. So, but because uh, it ain't pretty. But uh, nonetheless, I would uh, I'll take the Broncos here in what is probably going to be the ugliest football game you have ever seen in your life. And I would I don't often say this, but I would hammer the under the old, if you hammer the over in this game and you hit it, God bless you. I would hammer the under. Well, what do you think? Broncos, the favorite to win by three and a half, over under 42 and a half. Uh, 
I have no clue. The <laughs> both I, we talked about both these teams are just not fun to watch right now. I like the under. Sertan is the only piece on the Broncos that's fun to watch. He like he was all over Devontae Adams, who still had a decent game. He's really good. So I'm taking like the Pittman under in receiving yards. But yeah, if Matt Ryan could figure out how to not fumble, I guess three and a half plus three and a half. But if I were to gamble, I'm not touching this game. Melvin Gordon can learn how to not fumble. Maybe yeah. he'll be good. But just for record pieces, I'll take the Colts three and a half. We'll travel across the pond overseas Sunday at 9.30 in the morning. The New York Giants take on the Packers. Packers are favored to win by seven and a half. And the over-under is only set at 40 and a half. Goose, we'll start with you. Yeah, Mo brought up this point in the in the pre-show, as I'll call it. Uh, first time teams going to London with uh, both having an above 500 record. Uh, you can argue the Giants are the worst 3-1 football team that has ever existed. And by the way, I will mention the league has been here for over 100 years. Uh, so take that as you may. Uh, Joe, I think 7.5 is a lot. A like I, I think that's a lot, especially the way the, the Packers have been playing. Now, if this was the 2013 Aaron Rodgers, I'd be like, hey, it might actually be low here. They might be, they might pump us by 40. Uh, but I'm, you know what, man? It's fool's gold. It's my team. I'm going to take the Giants to get the 4-1 and one here. I haven't been impressed by that Green Bay defense. And, uh, you know, maybe Saquon loves the London people, man. 40 like, and a half. 40 and a half? I'll go over. I, this game's going to get wacky. It's just, just going to get wacky. I'll, I'll take the I over. I see a 24-20 finish, yeah. something like that. Moult, we'll go with you. Uh, it all depends to me if Daniel Jones can stay in the game, how that works. I'll take the under just because it's London and it feels like <laughs> the games are never fun. You wake up early to watch a, a boring one. I guess last week wasn't bad, though. But, it was uh, awesome to wake up to watch football immediately kind of deal. Like, I didn't even shower, brush my teeth. Or yeah, but I, I think this like, game right. might be, like, not fun to do that on. <laughs> like, you might wake up and go back to bed. Packers up 30. Uh, yeah, but I'll take – I like the Giants plus seven and a half, too. It's a lot of points for – like we said, the, the uh, Packers don't look great this year. So, sure, plus seven and a half. We move to the Sunday 1 o'clock window back here at home. Seahawks take on the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are favored to win by five and a half, and the over-under set – at 45 and a half. What is this matchup? Saints and who? Seahawks. Saints are expected to win by five and a half. Are they in Seattle here? No. They're in New Orleans. Orleans. Uh, I'll take New Orleans in the Dome. That's that's my that's my analysis. New Orleans plays way better in the Dome than they do just about anywhere else. Getting James uh, getting Kamara back. Pieces but, are falling in line. But again, if this Rashad Penny offense continues to roll, I mean, I, I, I like Seattle with the points. Uh, like, I, I think maybe this is like a field goal game or something. Uh, but I'll take New Orleans to win the football game. Moat, what do you think? I, I, Gino, maybe. <laughs> Give me him. Give me him plus five. Uh, the Saints haven't looked good. We talked about it. I know the Saints' defense is good, so maybe they'll get all over Gino, pick him off a few times. But Gino's not writing back, so I'll take him. they got to do something, maybe like drop a snake in Gino's locker yeah. or something like and that. And I'll take you know? the over, whatever the over-under is. Doesn't 45 and a half. Yeah, over. <laughs> there you go. We move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. The Bills are favored to win by 14 points. The over/under set at forty-six and a half. If Goose, this we'll start with you. if this is a three-touchdown game, I'd be impressed. I, I like Buffalo uh, all day, especially up there. It's going to be chilly. Uh, it's not supposed to be warm this weekend. Fourteen's a lot against the good Steelers. It's the biggest spread in like ten years. Yeah. Um, listen, it's a de- it's a decent Steeler defense, um, especially without T.J. Watt. It's a huge piece. Cam Hayward was banged up last week. Uh, Mick Fitzpatrick obviously playing a lot of a lot of reps here. But listen, it's there's a reason George Pickens isn't my flex in fantasy this week, uh, and it's because they're playing Buffalo. I don't think that Buffalo defense is as good as we saw at Week One against the Rams in that in that uh, in that game. But I I just like the Bills in this one at home. 
uh, to kind of get may, you know maybe back on track here a little bit. Give me that Buffalo defense against a guy with his first actual start in the NFL. Yeah, buckle up. Von Miller might eat him for yeah, lunch. Yeah, and it's gonna. I don't. I've noted the weather is. I'm assuming it's probably gonna be a little chilly because it's, it's chilly right now in New Jersey. <laughs> Pick it. Two gloves in the cold. Give me 14 and give me the. I don't even. What's the over under? 46 and a half. I mean, the Bills might put up 46. <laughs> yeah, is the yeah, problem. It's over. That's so it's over. I'll take the over. We move forward to the Chicago Bears taking on Minnesota in Minnesota. The Vikings are favored to win by seven. The over-under set at 44. Goose, we'll start with you. Yeah, give me uh, the Vikings. They're a better football team. Chicago is a peewee football team, uh, and that's about the end of that story. This well, week's kind of terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, you There's not games. a good slot. I'm going to say, like, say the next game and you're going to laugh. Like, none of these games are like, oh, I really want to put this game on my TV. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to bet the Bears. Zone weekend. Yeah. Red zone weekend. I'm not taking the Bears ever. I don't care what the spread is. So give me the Vikings and over-unders what? The over-unders set at 44. I, I should have thought about these because this is like tough. The Bears might not score a point. They might not yeah, score a point. They might not score a point. Under. Under, yeah, yeah, yeah under. sure. <laughs> this is tough. It's, it's tough when these, like, so many offenses are just oh, yeah. not very good. Oh, yeah, and the under's going to be spammed many times this week. We move on to the Houston Texans taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars are favored to win by a touchdown. Uh, the line, or for the over-under, is set at 43-and-a-half. What are we thinking here? That's got to be their biggest spread in at least 15 oh, years, right? Oh, yeah, to be favored right? by, I mean, 100%. To be favored by. I'll take the Jaguars. My cousin, Cameron, big, big Jacksonville fan. Uh, uh, sad, sad to hear it, obviously. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I, I, I just like Jacksonville in this game. I need Travis Etienne to kind of get going here a little bit. Maybe this is his get right game to get that Agnew dude out of here. Um, I like the Jaguars in this one. What do you think, Mo? Uh, I think the Jaguars win. I'll take Texans plus seven, just because I, because why not? It's and, a big uh, margin. I understand that. I'm taking the over because I've taken about four unders already, and I want to <laughs> enjoy Sunday, so I'm going to take the over in this game. <laughs> It's we, terrible. We like we keep keep taking unders. That's not fun. Nothing's fun about this. Fantasy's going to be 85-84 every week, dude. A lot more unders to be taken this week. We move on to the Miami Dolphins taking on the Jets at home here in East Rutherford. <laughs> I'll actually be at that game. I'm going to that game. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins are favored to win by three points minus uh, Teddy Bridgewater starting, or plus Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater starting, excuse me. So even with a backup quarterback, they have a favored line here. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> so, back the over- quarterback at the road, and they're favored by three and a half. Yep, and the the over-under set here at 45 and a half, fellas. What do you think about this game? Yeah, this game's ugly. They, this this just, it gets worse. It, it just There's seems to have games. gotten worse every game that you've read, Joel. You know what? <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> Without Tua, uh, and obviously we hope Tua's doing well, uh, recovering from that really scary second concussion. Because uh, let's be honest, when he got hit against the Bills, dude had a concussion. Yeah. They, they misdiagnosed him. They tried to call it a back injury, which was... I, I, like, <laughs> right, like, that's that's what bothers me is, like... Seems like they had a plan and a fallback doctor to just blame us all on. He got fired. Well, it feels bad because sometimes, like, there's things that, like, only people who follow the game would know. Anybody who watched that game that watched him stumble like that would never believe it's a back injury. Like, they, they just, they screwed that up, and I, I literally, when he got hit against the Bengals, I thought he was paralyzed. The way his fingers were going, that stuff freaked me out. It's that was funny scary. you say that because no, right not. after that play, T. Higgins had a big touchdown. He's on my fantasy team, and I felt nothing. I didn't feel happiness or nothing. All I could think of was, was Tua going to walk again. So, yeah, Dolphins medical staff, what are you doing? Figure it out. Yeah, they fired the independent neurologist yeah. there. The NFL's now going to revise their practices and protocols. I've spoken to people that tell me that 
uh, that like work in athletic training and that kind of field and say that they said literally against the Bills, it's impossible to run through the entire protocol in a halftime. Yeah. And they did. Some magical way, right? NFLPA is probably going to get their own doctors, something along the lines. Listen, I've said it for a while, and I hate being right about it, but the protocol doesn't exist. Like, let's just be honest. They don't really care. They haven't cared. It's a trust test. How much is the player willing to let the coach know? How much does the the coach know about his player? You know what I'm saying? It's it's a lot of trust, and obviously Tua probably withheld some things. Mike McDaniel probably withheld some things, so... Which sucks, because McDaniel's a Yale guy. Like, he's smarter than that. Yeah. You know, and... First year coach, your quarterback threw six touchdowns, week two was hurt. And at a certain point, like, I don't put McDaniel much in blame for the Bills game because very much of what he would know just comes from the medical staff. Uh, So they just relay the information to him. But, I mean, at the end of the day, guys, like, I mean, there's no way he should have been playing. There's there's just no way. Uh, And then he suffers this awful second injury. Uh, So let's get away from that because we could talk about concussions for about 100 hours. On how the NFL doesn't really care about them because they don't really care about much except for the $20 billion that they bring in every year. Uh, I'm taking the Jets in this one. This is a really ugly game. This smells like the Jets beating the team from the warm weather. Uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be 61 degrees maximum here on Sunday. So uh, the Dolphins not really too happy about that. No humidity, uh, which they're going to feel a difference of. I'll take, I'll take the Jets because this game stinks. Mo, we'll go to you. I got the Dolphins covering with like a pick six or something. I think the Dolphins actually have a pretty decent defense. Jamie uh, Howard's really good. Yeah, they got some corners that can cover guys. Uh, they have uh, they have the other guy too, the Jacksonville corner, right? His brother has one hand. Oh, uh, Griffin. Yeah, Griffin's there too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah so I they have some so. guys that can cover. I mean, Tyreek Hill's Tyreek Hill. Does he know this guy? His brother's got one hand. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah I probably shouldn't have said that, but whatever, whatever. So, but I'll take the under it too. But I'm going to be there, so I hope it's not miserable. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I was at the, the Jet Dolphin game last year, and it was it had to be one of the most miserable experiences of my entire life. They missed two field. Each team missed a field goal at the end of the half. I walk. I had to get, leave the stadium and go back to work in Connecticut. But I was like, I don't like. I, I don't want any part of this game. Yeah. Even though I didn't have work, I think I may have walked <laughs> out and just sat in the car for the rest of the day. Yeah. I want to no part of that game. We move forward to the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks are favored to win by nine. Over under set at forty eight and a half. Well, we'll start with you this time. What do you think? Over. I'll take the over in that game. I'll take the over in that game pretty confidently, so that probably will be like a 6-3 game. Give me the – give me – give me Atlanta. You know, Brady, uh, Brady's got a lot going on with the media and everything going on. Give me give me Mar- Marcus Mariota plus nine any day. Goose. Uh, yeah, it's no secret. Tom Brady's getting a divorce. Um, and She got on. I, <laughs> I, th- I think it uh, – I think it fuels them in this game. I think Tampa Tampa wins after last week. I think that defense is going to be on a mission. Uh, and if they're not going to get Kyle Pitts the ball in favorable situations, Todd Bowles and that defense will eat them alive. And uh, I think they, they have to play better. They just gave up 41 points. Uh, so I like Tampa Bay in this one. I'm sure the weather is going to be something interesting down there. I'm not going to go with Atlanta for a second consecutive week on my upset of the week. What, seven rings when you lost the ring finger, man? means nothing. We move forward to the Detroit Lions taking this on the New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Detroit Lions are actually favored, or not favored, New England Patriots, excuse me, are favored to win by three and a half. Over-under set at 45 and a half. What are we thinking? Are the, Patri- are the Patriots a team to take here, even though they have all this quarterback mess and the Lions are rolling? This is so tricky, right? I mean, both of these teams, it's just kind of been like a, just a giant meme of like WTF for both teams. And I think because this game is in Foxborough, I'll take the Patriots. Uh, I like 
They just find ways to win in Foxborough that other teams, whether, you know, the rule book or not, just seemingly can't figure out how to win up there. And uh, Detroit's a team that struggles to win football games. Uh, just consistently, they really don't win close games either. So uh, give me the Patriots at home. I think the three-and-a-half line, Vegas is in agreement with you. What do you think? Yeah, I think that line's interesting because you would think the Lions would have a closer game to it. If not favored. Yeah, because Zappy and they're, they're, they're slinging it. But Swift, I believe, is already basically out this week. Yep. St. Brown, I have no clue if he's out or not. I hope Knox has him in one of my fantasy leagues. But, uh, yeah, give me the Patriots, minus three and a half. They'll figure out defensively, make it ugly. But I'm taking the over anyway because I can't keep saying under. <laughs> we move forward to the Tennessee Titans taking on the Washington Commanders. I told you it got worse. Oh, God. The Titans are favored wow. to win by two and a half points. The over-under is set at 42 and a half. What are we thinking here in the Derrick Henry hole? rushes for 275 yards, and it's like not really that fun to watch. 40 <laughs> carries at like four yards a clip, and they just do it over and over and over again. I don't remember a slate this bad. I really don't, but it's, I'll take the Titans because – the commanders stink. And What's the Sunday night Carson game? Carson Wentz is still their, their quarterback. We'll get to it, but it's Bengals-Ravens. Okay. So, yeah, it's, like, it's a good Sunday night Raiders-Chiefs is, like, fun for, like, but that's not even, like, super fun. At least Bengals-Ravens Bengals yeah, is, like, yeah. fun to watch. We move forward, though. We move forward. So, the Chargers taking on the Cleveland Browns. It might be a good game. The Chargers are favored to win by 2.5, and the over-under set at 47.5. What do we think here? This is the game a couple years ago that I believe the, the Browns, when they went 0-16, they was or no, it was the year they went one in fifteen. The only win they had was over the Chargers at the dog pound. Don't ask me why I remember that. I remember stupid little stuff like that. It's not important to any discussion ever, except for this one right here. Um, I'll, I'll take. I I don't want the Browns to win, but I'll. Uh, oh, it's hard. Herbert's so good, even with broken sets of ribs. The guy is just a, and he belongs in a Giants jersey. Let's put that out there, but. Um, should have been, should have been in a Giants uniform. Uh, but nonetheless, I digress. Austin Eckler, if he can get going, I mean, this Charger offense is hard to stop. Uh, we'll see when they get Keenan Allen back, but this screams like 1915 final with like Nick Chubb rushing for like, hopefully for fantasy, 142 yards and like four touchdowns. That'd be nice. Mathematically, that doesn't actually work. Um, but, um, (laughs) I'll take the Browns in this one. I'll take the Browns in an upset. Well, are they taking? are they favored? Who's favored in this game? Uh, Chargers two and a half. Yeah, well, it's not that big two of an upset, but I'll take the Browns. Uh, is what's his face back uh, at the end? Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, I believe so. If he's back, I like the Browns just because Slater has a torn bicep. Yeah. So it's either him or Clowney playing a rookie, like a seventh round pick or yeah. fifth round pick, whatever <laughs> that guy is. Who had played pretty well last week, but good luck against those guys. <laughs> if he's not back, I'll take the Chargers. Two and a half is a weird line. Good to see Garrett back, though. Obviously, if he does come back, he was involved yes. in that single car accident. Yep. Uh, kind of messed up his shoulder a little bit. We move on to the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. <laughs> the Niners are favorite to win by six and a half. The over under is only set at 38. What are we thinking? <laughs> under, under, under 38, too. Under 38. Under 38. <laughs> yeah, under 38. Under 38. This is this is the game that get Matt, that gets Matt Rule fired. I because I, this they don't is score. I mean, this is a game. Right, this is a game where they don't score, and you know, West Coast to East Coast is supposed to be difficult. And I feel like this this go Forty ers without their left tackle are going to make this game look pretty easy for them. Uh, this yeah, I think this may be the Matt Rule gets fired game. How bad's Baker going to look this week, dude? He's going to uh, get bad. sacked seven times. He's going to throw <laughs> it to that safety that everyone's in love with now for the Niners. The next Troy <laughs> Polamalu. Oh my God, this game's going to be so ugly. No, this game might end with like fifteen nothing on five field goals. Yeah, could be. 
Could be. We move forward to the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Arizona Cardinals. The Eagles are favored to win by five and a half. The over-under set at 48 and a half. What do you think? Where is the game? In Arizona. And the Eagles are five-point favorites? Yep. Wow. Give me Arizona plus five and give me the over. And for fun, Cardinals first half under. Boom. (laughs) There you go. I'm going to take the Eagles to win this football game. I just think this is a bad matchup for a team that doesn't start well. Uh, because the Eagles with that pass game can get going early. And uh, the thing with the Eagles that, Jolan, I told you, scares me to death is the fact that they win football games with their offensive line and their defensive line, which is, you know, as much as, you know, Miles Sanders running for 200 yards probably isn't sustainable, uh, the way they protect the quarterback and the way they win, they will give their weapons opportunities, right? So, it's, you know, to prove Jalen Hurts is accurate, their offensive line is going to give him enough time to prove if he is an accurate quarterback or not. So, uh, we'll see, man. And they got weapons: Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. This is Zach Ertz' redem- redemption game, right? <laughs> I right, guess. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. In the last Cardinal game without DeAndre Hopkins, so uh, that'll also be good. Also true. Or no, six, or is he out? He's six out. Games. Okay, he's yeah, out so next he week as well. October twentieth. Regardless, yeah, I think I think if they if they start slow like they have been, they're in trouble in this game. That's well, true. I like that point. Taking the birds five and a, or Cardinals rather five and a half. Yes, yeah, because I think it's a lot of points for a home a home dog. So I don't think they're that bad. We move on to the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Rams are favored to win by five and a half here in the over-under set at 43 and a half. That game would be fun if Dak was playing. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Stafford's not playing well. Yeah. This way, like... This is a trap game. Gambling's not even that fun this year because, like, no one's winning that should win. I'm so bad at gambling. <laughs> give me give me the Rams because they can't be bad again, right? They can be. They can't they There's can. no run game. There's no identity. Cooper Cup's the only receiver they throw to. Like, <laughs> He's going to torch Diggs. He's going to torch Diggs. They're not even going to give him a chance. He actually probably won't cover him, right? Because uh, Diggs is going to probably be outside and Coop's gonna yeah. line up. Cup's going to line up in the slot. Quick screens. Give me, give me the Rams. They they can't be terrible again. And 43 and a half is the line. Over. Goose. The only time I picked the Cowboys was against the Commanders last week. Other than that, uh, normal sense has kind of been their normal... Uh, restoration of powers kind of come to be so i can't pick dallas so i'll take the i'll take the rams and cooper cup is my fantasy god so he kind of needs to uh continue to be if the rams lose this week they're they're in a lot of trouble oh yeah they lose to cooper rush they're in a lot of trouble Well, if they lose to cooper rush and then bobby wagner gets sued for tackling that fan they're they're in a world of hurt if that did fan you, did you hear about that? If he, that he fan wins money, if that fan wins money, ridiculous. I'm there. I'm on a stadium um, on yeah, Sunday. I'm, yeah. I'm on MetLife during I'm that jet, running in the sideline and running directly at him. To yeah. It's crazy. The guy, the guy in his police report said he got burned because he's scared. He's carrying that you know yeah. whatever the smoke thing and the guy's an idiot and Bobby Wagner game, him off. Stupid prizes. That's correct. How bad do you think that hurt? Like real bad, yeah. right? Bobby Wagner he probably drunk hit him. though, so there, he probably didn't feel too much. Yeah, of it. But Bobby Wagner definitely the hit him. The next day, yeah, the next day he probably if woke you up. You see an X-ray of that guy's body. He probably like went forward a little bit, <laughs> yeah. left his neck, and then came back. That was like a cool, like, cool slow mo cam. Yeah, yep. it was ridiculous. We move forward though to the Sunday eight o'clock game. Cincinnati Bengals take on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Ravens are favored to win by minus three. What do we think here? 48 and a half set of uh, the line. Under. Ravens, minus three. Boom. Goose, what are you thinking? Uh, I'll take the Ravens at home. Uh, I think that place is going to be raucous. I think it's going to be a fun place to play. But uh, the Bengals certainly have the weapons to be able to keep that crowd quiet. Uh, And they have a running back that can, you know, silence the crowd and kind of keep the ball moving. But that offensive line has not proven that to me yet. 
Uh, and until they do, I'll uh, I'll take the Ravens in these big spots. Turn down the lights. You don't have to actually. Monday night games Did here. You actually want me to? <laughs> nah, nah. The <laughs> Las, Joe. Nah, nah. The Las Vegas Raiders are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, Missouri, next week. What do you think, Malt? What's the spread? What are oh, we? I didn't give you none of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks. Kansas City Chiefs are favored to win by seven and a half, and the over/under set at fifty-one and a half. I want everyone to know, Jolon did look at the light switch when he said that. Like he's, <laughs> I, yeah, I know that. When I oh, yeah. looked to my right, oh wait, it's actually right there. <laughs> Seven and a half, that's a lot. Um, last time, uh, you know, spin zone. Last season I was here, I said take the Chiefs minus, I think, 11 at home. And we outright, or two years ago, and we outright beat them. So, well, now I'm putting that into the universe. Raiders, <laughs> Raiders plus seven and a half, over 51. And that's a that's not a very safe bet because if the Raiders win this game or cover seven, it's going way over. It's going to have to be, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Devontae's got to be big, right? I think this is, you know, this, this is, is why you got Devontae Adams. Yeah, and I think Josh Jacobs got hot last week, so yep. he's going to get touches. I think the Chiefs struggle to stop the run a little bit. Yeah. Oh, Goose, talk it up, man. I'm bought in. <laughs> we're be- we're going to outright win, and we're Super Bowl's back on. There you go. I also thought, by the way, like, we talk about percentages of teams that are 0-3. I believe the number was 6%. Or, no, it was 6%. Yeah, 6% of teams that go 0-3. Uh, find a way to make it to the postseason, but I don't think you see teams like this, Joe, on that go zero and three, with the talent on this roster. I think if there's a team that's built uh, to come back from zero and three, if there is such a thing, uh, it would be this Las Vegas team. And listen, I, I, I don't. You're you're kind of right, and I don't know what kind of Kansas City team we're going to see. Um, are we going to get the highly motivated Patrick Mahomes that we saw last week? Can he do it two weeks in a row? Uh, or are we going to see the Patrick Mahomes that played in Indy and basically handed that game to them? Patrick Mahomes kills us. You know, and, and, and that's that's the scary part. Um, but obviously for the for, for the record, uh, I'll, I'll take the Chiefs in this game. And I, I, I'll take the over, too. I mean, this it, it should be a fun one. It should be a fun I one. I do want to say before we end this, the Raiders, after they go bye next week, then they go, I don't know the exact order, but it's like Texans, Jags, Colts. Uh, it's like a bunch of bad teams. Broncos again. There you go. Even if they lose this game, we we could be six and four before schedule you know. lightens up. It definitely does. That it does. And then yeah, that basically wraps up the NFL. Week five, we're gonna obviously we'll wrap this up. Yeah, next we, week into week six. Yep, week six coming up. Uh, in the blink of an eye, Molt, we got some baseball to talk about. Aaron Judge hits the sixty-second home run. Uh, a weight off his shoulders now is caught by a fan, uh, who I believe his net worth is one hundred ninety-seven million dollars. Uh, so the guy doesn't actually need the money, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, pretty interesting. We did see a fan jump over the railing in case the ball went in between the stands and uh, the outfield wall. Obviously, now he is left with medical bills and probably got escorted out of the game. Uh, but nonetheless, Yanks in the postseason, locked into that two seed. Uh, what are your thoughts here going into October? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I actually think it works out better being the two seed, and I'm not just saying that. We play the winner of the Guardians and the Mariners. I'd rather play those two teams over the Rays and Blue Jays. So in the long, long run, I think it works out better for that second round. Obviously, Astros, if we well, if we win the second round, we'll play the Astros. They'll have home field in game seven if it gets there, which isn't fun. The Astros own us, so we have to beat the Astros no matter what. But we won the division. Last time I was here, Joe Lon was talking about not making missing the playoffs. We won the division. <laughs> I Hopefully, right after this, we talk about another team that blew the 10.5-game lead in the division. We did not. We actually lost while we were here, so we didn't get to 100 wins, which stinks a little bit. I wonder where the Yankees would fare in the NL East. They'd be, what, third right now? 
If the if yeah. the Yankees had two teams in the division that had a hundred losses, their record would probably be hundred and fifteen and whatever. We no no one I believe in you our were on pace to lose hundred fifteen too, buddy. No, I'm kidding. I, I think I think only Boston finished under five hundred in our division. And they had seventy something wins. We have three playoff teams because you have two teams that have hundred losses. You play them nineteen. They have hundred losses for a reason. Because they're bad. The good teams beat them down. They all no, good teams no. handle bad teams. That's why the we don't have a bad team. No, you're all bad. No. That's why you're all kind of in the mix of 500. The Orioles won 82 games this exactly year. Exactly my point. Everybody's they, in the they mix. They beat of other teams other than us. Atrocious. Uh, but yeah, I think the AL playoffs is Yankees, Astros, and yeah. I'm going to say the Yankees, but the Astros own us. We have to beat them until anything's differently. They, yeah. Absolutely, and I think the Mariners are interesting. I think they're an interesting playoff team. They've got a good, really good bullpen. Yes, and a good um, starter. I mean, can you name five got four guys in that lineup? I can't. No. Mitch, is Mitch Hanniger still yes, there? Yes, he's there. They got, the, they got the young guy. The young, the, well, the young Seager retired. They're, yeah. The, the Seager retired. Corey Seager. Corey. No. 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 Craig? So, Craig Seager. One of the Seagers retired, and it, it wasn't Craig Seager. And it wasn't Corey Bob Seager, the singer. <laughs> um, but they they retired. So Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, oh brother. That's what I'm saying. Uh, George Kirby. Uh, no, one I of don't know that is. <laughs> He's a, he grew up with one of the guys I used to play football with, so that's okay. kind of how I know him. Um, but in that lineup, yeah, I can't name five guys. So that's going to be interesting come postseason time. But again, they have good pitching and pitching. You know, wins in the postseason, so we'll. I, I think they can give it a good run. They obviously got to get through the wild card round. Craig Seager is that dude that does the Heisman stuff. It's Kyle Seager. Oh, okay, it yeah. was Kyle Seager. Yeah. Okay. There you go. But uh, nonetheless, we digress, and uh, obviously, you know, everybody presumably thinks it's going to be Yankees Astros. I think that's a general consensus. Yeah. Someone, it's a pretty big upset if they don't yeah. get there. I think a bigger upset than anything in the National League happening. I, I think it's a, it's bigger if the Astros lose than if the Yankees lose right now. The Yankees have kind of taken a step back, like as the best team in baseball, quote unquote, because they're still sure. great. So now all all spotlights on the Astros, and if they don't handle business, it looks like a failure on their part more than it does any other team. Same yeah, thing with the Dodgers. You I think the Astros games. season is so overshadowed this year. It's I mean, realize Verlander's like seven, eighteen and four with like a one point something. Yeah, it's yeah. a bunch of teams are, have crazy stuff going on. Like the Mets play the Padres now in the wild card. Yeah, you Darvish is a crazy year on his hands, but well, the record doesn't show it. It's ridiculous. Verlander's awesome. Uh, great, great pitcher, and and Jordan Alvarez. How we don't talk more about your? I mean, yeah. obviously he's he's you know he's second quietly, fiddle to Judge and yeah. Otani, but Jordan is ridiculous. Like that guy, he's that guy can move. That guy can move, and he hits baseballs at a very high exit velocity. He's David Ortiz. He's <laughs> right. David Ortiz right. all over. Yeah. Hopefully just not on the steroids. Yeah. And then deny it and then get in first ballot Hall of Fame. Nonetheless, we digress. Yes. Um, over to the NL, we talked about the Mets. They got swept by the Braves uh, in the series that basically clinched the division. Uh, I know there were games, games to be played after, but clearly it didn't much matter. Uh, after that, the Mets not only got swept, but they then lost a tiebreaker to the Braves. Uh, they now play the Padres, as Joe mentioned. You Darvish, who has haunted the Mets, uh, now comes back to City Field where he threw a gem in uh, the in the first series outside of the All Star break back there in late July, I believe it was July twenty second, roughly. Uh, and now he comes to New York. That lineup comes to New York. They get to see Juan Soto again, uh, which is not fun. Manny Machado, Josh Bell, Will Myers, all the like that entire roster, that entire batting order. I don't really want to see on paper, but they haven't been good since they haven't been great since they got Juan Soto. I feel like they kind of cooled off 
think uh, the since that trade really yeah. took a lot of steam out of what they had going. Yeah, and he kind of deflated the entire team. So now the Mets sit at the four seed. If they win the wild card game, all three games will be at City Field, and I think we can all agree uh, that place is going to be an absolute jungle yeah. uh, for all three nights. It's going to be sellout. It's going to be ridiculous. $175 per ticket to sit all the way at the top. Uh, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. And, you know, again, this Mets team, John and I talked about it on the car ride over here. They missed Starling Marte a lot more than I think a lot of people gave credit for. Jolan didn't. He knew how big of a loss it was. But I, I think a, a lot of people undervalued what Starling Marte did for this team. Guy's best first inning batter in baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy hits like 385 in the first inning. And he's got like half of his home runs in the first <laughs> inning. It's ridiculous. He single-handedly beat the Braves earlier this year on the road on two home runs. He's got like no chance though, right? Isn't it? Is it, he not even t- soft-tossing he, yet? So he, he was catching fly balls as of today. Okay. Um, what about the, swinging the, the bat? Though? The quote was "Never say never." So this is where Mol- I think the Mets. A, not only do they fail to win the division, so they're now you know uh, members of jokes everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's also the fact that if they could, I, I think Marte will be good by the NLDS, but now they have to get there first yeah. instead of winning the division, getting the buy, having those days off for everybody else, and giving Marte more time. Maybe he rushes it back, and it's it's not right now. He'll have the whole offseason to fix it, Yeah, uh, obviously. But it's I, it's a tricky situation. If you're a Mets fan and you're feeling down on yourself, remember this. We go to California. We kick the doors in on San Diego. We stay in California, kick the doors off Los it's, Angeles. You guys are home. We go to Atlanta. You guys are home. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Start over, start over, start over. <laughs> we stay home. We kick the doors <laughs> off of San Diego still. We go to Los Angeles, kick the doors off the Dodgers. Come back to Atlanta, kick the doors off them. And we stay home and kick the doors off the Yankees. It's not down. There's a lifeline. We're fighting still. This guy. Do you put, do you put uh, Marte on the roster though? It, it's it's tough. I think if there, the I think roster spots are tough, dude. I think if there's a chance he well, listen, we're, we're also we may have James McCann on a roster, <laughs> yeah. which I think is a bigger issue. Uh, but I think I mean if there's a chance he plays, he's got to be better than any other option you put out there. I mean, who do you? I mean, realistically, in a postseason game, you're not putting Darren Ruff in right field. That guy is as slow as I am. No, but he could playing the he could pinch hit in the eighth if Marte like if Marte can't go right and he can't pinch hit. Ruff Ruff gives you a pinch hit opportunity somewhere. Alvarez our pinch right. hitter, right? Even him, like about a buck twenty five. You, yeah. You're not taking three catchers. In that no, you're not. And I would I would leave McCann off yeah. the roster because the way it's spread out, Nito can catch every day. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's a thing. Like, that's why I would leave Alvarez on the roster and take McCann off because Nito's going to catch every day, Yeah, in my opinion. But that's why Marte's tough because yeah. if it's a – especially the outfield spots, a lot of outfield guys are pinch runners too. Like, yep. I, I mean, I'm sure Marte can still run, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about sliding with that hand and everything. He's going to have to foot slide. The yeah. only foot, way foot this Mets season will end in absolute, like, tears is if we lose a game because we cannot produce hits – and that reason is because Marte broke his finger on a hit-by-pitch. That's been the story all year. I'll be so sad. I, I thought if, he was going to say if the Mets signed a guy named Javante Williams and ended up getting hurt. Um, but, I'll be uh, even more sad. Yeah, to lose the, my star running back and the Mets get him a star. swept. Stop. He is a star. No, he's not. He's a star in my He head. was Joe Lon's star. <laughs> yeah, I know. He was Joe um, Lon's star. Tell me running backs this year that got 11 receptions. But, uh, yeah, it's a tricky situation. It, it What was it? They, there was a tweet. Is is kind of messed up, but it said that Brian Robinson, the guy who got shot for the Commanders, is coming back before Starling Marte, who got beamed by Mitch Keller in the hand. <laughs> and that you're right, that's been a story all year long. And that's for you, Mitch, all there, the, the Mets uh, set the record by most hits for a pitch in a season. 
Uh, I, I mean, can has been hit 28 times. He just set a personal Didn't record. Did Pete Alonso say they're going to charge soon or something? I hope he so. He could be mean. He can be oh, okay. yeah, he said that the second series of the year <laughs> against games, St. Louis. How many games has Mark Hanna played in this year? Mark Hanna has played in a lot. Uh, I, mean, I don't think it's 140, but. 120? You mean tell me he got hit 28 times? Dude, the guy, like, the past three weeks, every time he walks up to the plate, like, he gets hit once a game. This is the problem with the Mets. It's not losing to Atlanta. There's no backbone. Not one person charged the mound yet. I mean, I I would throw the bat, right? Oh, my goodness. 28 times is ridiculous. What happened in your life in 28 times this year? That's all, like, what were you doing on the field? I, like, had pizza from Tony's, like, 28 (laughs) times in my life. Do you know how many times, like, you have to get hit by a pitch between 5 and 28, obviously, 23, but, like, (laughs) Every single time you have to have self composure. Like by the 18th time, you're snapping. Why do we pick five? Well, just because that's a certain limitation. Like you get hit five times, whatever. Law of averages, <laughs> maybe. I, I thought maybe you dropped the law. No, nah, you get hit four times in the year. It's whatever. Fifth time, it's like, all right, do I start getting angry? <laughs> now you've contemplated that almost 13 times. By the time you get hit for 18th, 19th yeah. time, I'd be. I'd Did be you say mad. they lead the league or broke a record? They, both. 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 Yes, yeah. that's obviously true. Yes, but, uh, no, and I think, like, I, you know, again, like, I think that's why, like, you see Buck get pissed. Like, yeah. if I, I think if Buck could charge the mound, he would. But he can't. Yeah. And, like, I think that's, like, he's just sitting there at the top step, like, shaking his head because he can't do anything. Like, I think he, like, the old-style Buck would want, yeah. like, he, he used to coach Don Mattingly. He would want Don Mattingly to go break the wooden bat over the pitcher's head. Yeah. It's like, not on Buck. It's on the players who have no, dog no, in them. No, no, no. And it's none of them not, do. It's not on Buck. And first of all, we know, we know that, again, who loses in a fight between the Mets and the Nationals? Only the team that's got room to gain. And that's the Mets. If Pete Alonso throws a punch, first of all, he could miss. We know Pete's not, he's not a boxer. He's not, you know, he's not Rocky Balboa or Ivan Drago. Like, if the dude misses and hits Mark Cannon in the face, now we lose both of them, and Pete gets suspended for throwing punches. That's a Looney Tunes scenario. Dude, my point point is, is that the more realistic scenario is Pete Alonso throws a punch at a national and gets suspended for seven games, which we can't afford to lose Pete Alonso. We've seen it all year. No, we can't. We could afford to lose him like April. Well, not really because you guys blew the lead. You guys have in April. And you know what? Again, like, uh, again, we, everything was in front of us. We had a soft September schedule and we, we got swept. But credit to the Braves. Since June 1st, the Mets played a 97 win pace. The Braves played a 114 win pace. It, it it's hard it's hard to keep up like that when you got a team breathing down your neck. It all started when they won 15 games in a row. Uh, it kind of jump started the Braves season. So uh, it's going to be fun. That team's going to be a tough out. Uh, and again, you just you just hope the Mets can find their way through. With the last time they went to the World Series, they had to beat the Dodgers in the NLDS on the road. So. Uh, we'll see if they can recreate some magic here, but the Dodgers are so good. They're so good. They're so <laughs> they're good. ridiculously good. Uh, that's a tough line. The off of them. No, they're so good. But, yeah. uh, we brought Timmy trumpets out last time, embarrassed them. We'll do it again. <laughs> oh, brother. Um, but I think that pretty much does it, Joel. On we, you know, the NBA is kind of going to get it rolling here in the next few weeks. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, abs- nope. no, 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 um, the NHL is going to get rolling here in the next few weeks. College football. We talked about Wisconsin fire, Paul Chris, their head coach guy hadn't lost the uh, guy had won eight or more games every year. He's been there. I don't really know what Wisconsin's doing. Most are calling it the Nebraska route. Uh, cause if you remember Nebraska fired their head coach, Scott uh, with Foss? a huge, with a huge record. No, 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 no. Before uh, Scott Frost. Uh, I believe, yeah. it, I wasn't it Bo Pelini? Oh, it's I believe Frost. it was. He was a weird was guy. Foster. No, that's Scott Foster, the NBA official. That guy stinks. Um, but, uh, 
No, it, it, these teams don't get it, right? Like, Wisconsin's not, they're not going to get the Bama level. Like, and Paul Chris was 7-2 and two in bowl games. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, now they've got a hole. Maybe if it gets filled by Matt Rule, uh, we'll, we'll obviously stay in touch with that uh, and see see where that all goes with college football kind of getting rolling here. Kansas, 5-0. and oh. The football team, not the basketball team. The basketball team will probably be 5-0. and oh. uh, But uh, the football team, 5-0, and oh, going to host college game day this week. Awesome event for them. Awesome event for everybody down there. John, that's going to wrap it up for episode 68. Molt, thanks for joining us. Uh, anytime we can have you in the studio, it's a benefit. Let the people know where they can find you on the uh, social media. Yeah, at EricM46. Love coming. Always fun talking talking ball with the boys. <laughs> Absolutely. <about>. Absolutely. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram, at Goose on the Mic. Same, uh, same handle for both. Joel, where may the, pu- uh, the people excuse me, be able to find you and or the podcast? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GoodOldJoels. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at PodcastAiredOut and on Instagram at AiredOut.podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, or compliments, feel free to reach us out to those. And congrats to Ben Simmons on becoming a dad. Oh, good Lord. Um, yeah, and we'll have Molt back, I'm sure, plenty, of, plenty more times throughout this NFL season. Joel, until next week. Until episode 69, nice. Uh, uh, And until week six in the NFL. San Diego, you Darvish, get ready. We're coming to kick in your doors. Put in the books. (laughs) 